0: No, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me as well. I, I really appreciate it. Um, this film is bone chilling. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank you so much. That's great to hear.
0: Uh, horror is one of the few few uh, genres where that's a compliment. It's like...
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. I take that as the highest compliment you could give me.
0: It's really great. I was wondering from your perspective, what what excited you to tell this story?
1: Well, I thought there was a dueling sort of impulse, two things that were really exciting to me. On one hand, I was pulling from a lot of these kinds of ghost stories that I heard growing up, um, these sort of cultural um, campfire stories, essentially, right? And I I felt like there was something very universal there that was being, you know, handed down through the generations. I want to bring that to the sort of Western Western, uh, film audience, right? And the other piece of it for me was I kind of grew up feeling a little bit caught between two worlds. And so, you know, I felt like that was a great conflict for a horror film. I felt like those two things together would make for a great horror
0: film. It it does. It absolutely works together. I I have to ask, though, because you just said this. This is a story you were told as a child,
1: (laughs) right? It was, it was, I can tell you the story very briefly. Uh, my grandfather as a young man in India, supposedly he went to a family friend's house and the family friend's daughter was carrying around this Mason jar and she would talk to it. And it was very strange. And one day he said, Hey, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing in the Mason jar. Right. And she got upset with him opened the lid and flung something out of nothing came out but you know he, this happened he went home and all these strange things started happening then he'd hear knocking all throughout the middle of the night nobody was out there you know he would um at one point he left a pack of peanuts out and he turned around he heard chewing and when he turned around the peanuts were gone so my grandfather was just out of there. He was so horrified. But you know, th- this is something I grew up hearing these kinds of stories and that particular one, I started to think what could that have been that affected my grandfather? I want to make a movie about
0: that. Uh, that somehow makes this film more terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I, I love uh, when you were talking earlier, you mentioned about uh, bringing that to a Western audience. and and. And there's something about this film that I definitely speaks to owning one's culture in a world that doesn't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that as oh, the main character's name. Forgive me, yeah. but yes, um, as uh, as she's you know even just talking about school or talking amongst her friends at school and whatnot. I was just wondering, um, can you speak to that about the challenge of of living one's culture in an in a world that doesn't necessarily understand yeah
1: i mean it's it's certainly a challenge i think what was so great about doing a horror film is i felt like you know as specific as the story was couching it in the horror genre would make it feel universal and i felt like there were there was an opportunity to kind of use my specific experience, the experience of my family, of some of my friends, to say a lot of us today feel kind of part of many worlds and part of many communities and to bridge all of those, to have all of this live in harmony. I mean, that's uh, this incredible sort of privilege. And so I felt like, you know, that's what the movie was about. But to your point, you know, it it is a new thing for a lot of the Western audience. And so my approach to it was to try not to qualify it, to try not to explain or be didactic about it, but to say, here's what it's like, you know, and sort of try to immerse the audience inside of that experience, Our, our puja sequence, the puja party. I mean, my family had so many of those growing up. And, um, it was a moment I tried to recreate in terms of the decorations, the costumes, the food. I tried to recreate as uh, precisely as possible, so that the and and it's kind of put the audience right in the middle of that with the camera, so that you're not necessarily sitting there going, "Oh, he's t- telling me about this. He's showing me what it was like."
0: Um, yeah, there's certainly that immersive aspect to the film. It's and it's one of the things I love most about it, to be honest with you thank you Um, the relationship with the Bishash yes um I think it's I think it's so fascinating and and one of the things that you know certainly you talk about this is with the beast uh it attacks those who are harboring bad feelings yes Uh, I was wondering from your perspective what sorts of damage you think we we can do to ourselves when those things happen like terror horror is a great way to sort of explore the these sorts of fears.
1: I think so, too. And I think that one of the things that drew me to making this film as a horror film is that I think to be honest about, you know, and, and, and sort of... Um, again, immersive is a great word. To be immersive with how big certain feelings are, you kind of have to do them as a horror movie. I think when you're a teenager, some of these things do feel like you're inside of a horror film. And so I think for me, picking the horror genre, it was like, well, this is why, you know, is that... There's no better genre to showcase the magnitude of those emotions. If I, th- I think if I made this film as a drama, then you would feel as an audience, you'd feel outside of the emotion, looking in. Whereas as a, in a horror film, it feels like there's a sort of equivalence, and you can be right there with our main character. So yeah, I mean that that's the that's really the beauty of getting to do this as a horror film is that I think. The negativity that we feel inside I think can be a major force and to your point can do tremendous damage and to be able to externalize that in a film, to be able to say this very intangible thing has a physical form in this movie and you can, you know, sort of watch this battle unfold on on a physical external level, I mean that's one of the great things we can do with cinema.
0: I love that. I'm sorry. There's been a helicopter flying over my okay, head. No worries. I'm totally no worries distracting. I just real. I'm just going to say the elephant in the room. If I'm going like this, it's because it feels like it's right <laughs> over my house. <laughs> sorry. That's amazing. Now that we've said it, now I could move on. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um. No. Absolutely. Uh, with Sam's journey, you know, the externalization of that of that fear is so visceral and real. Yeah. Right. Um, and just as she's. You know, even in those scenes where she's trying to, trying to sleep and you, oh my gosh, what a nightmare to wake up and you see sort of the mesh above you and you're just, oh my, there's this feeling of feeling trapped within yourself. Yes.
1: I love that phrase that you said, trapped within yourself. It's certainly something that is exciting to me about movies. Um, especially in like a highly anxious state, people feel so trapped within themselves. they feel so paralyzed. I think it's a it's a feeling that is really the core of so much of horror for me. Um, and in this particular movie, there are moments where characters are moving without moving, you know, we use that sort of Spike Lee, Dolly technique where it feels like a character's floating. We tried to, you know, use those techniques, again, to your point, to convey this sort of trapped feeling within one's body and that there's a larger, scarier
0: force taking your agency from you. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's so effective. Well, having said that, one of the big emphases or emphases within this film is The notion of finding peace yeah and i guess my question to you is in the in this in our culture in this world where we live with such terror and within ourselves what do you think it takes to truly find peace
1: wow that's a it's a great point i think one of the uh one of the big things is reconnection with nature certainly a reconnection with the kind of um natural states of being is one of those things and then in this particular movie it's a sense of community it's a sense of um family and i think it was important by the end of the film that we weren't just saying it was about sam's immediate nuclear family or the sort of indian family essentially that she creates but it's about any kind of family that you can create to help you get through these things and it was one of those values from our culture that I wanted to bring to the West to balance the sort of individualism with a sense of genuine community a sense of genuine togetherness that felt like the answer to to really the issue
0: I love that that there and there is that that sense in this film too is she's the more alone she is the more terrifying her experience is exactly no you're so right um, even even as she's trying to explain it and she wants people to believe her and whatnot, and it, just this isolation. My my gosh, right. she's, it comes through so beautifully.
1: Thank you so much. It was it was a huge part of this, especially when I was learning about the Pishash mythology, that essentially it's it's a being that feeds on loneliness, you know, that the more isolated you feel, that ultimately its greatest goal and this sort of kind of comes through in the tenderization. Uh, element of its mythology is that its greatest goal is that you'll taste the best when you're the loneliest and least mentally stable. And so I, I'm so glad you picked up on that because it feels like that kind of isolation
0: is really the scariest horror of this movie. Yeah, uh, it it it's communicated so well. Thank uh, you. It, it really comes through. That's amazing to hear. Thank you so much. No, no problem. It's uh, you know, it really is. It's a a, a fun film is the wrong word. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a good word. But it is. Um, I just wondered, what is it that you hope people take away from It Lives Inside?
1: Well, first and foremost,
0: I hope they're scared because I love the experience
1: of going to a horror movie and being genuinely scared, especially in a movie theater with other people. So I hope that people go see it and they feel that sort of gratifying genre experience. Um, But beyond that, you know, it's a movie that I think if it helps people and, and, you know, this is what I was saying earlier that. I didn't want it to be just for Indian American people. I didn't want it to be um, just for immigrants, even. I think it's a movie about identity. And if you're leaving this film going, oh, I, I want to find harmony among my many identities, because we all today uh, are so many things and have so many facets to us, if, if it's encouraging people to find that harmony, I mean, that's,
0: that's all I could really ever dream of as a filmmaker. I, I appreciate that. I, I admit I won't be going out to a swing set anytime soon either. Uh, That's great. <laughs> uh, if my kids want to go swing, they can go to the park by themselves. <laughs> You're Which not Ironically, repeating. is the reverse. Yeah, maybe I, should, maybe I should be there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Bishal. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of the film and Hopefully we see it lives, it still lives inside. It still, it lives insider. <laughs> <laughs> it lives in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. No, I really appreciate it. This was a great conversation. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that too. Have a great day. You as well, my friend. Take care. Okay,